Hi, my name's Julian Stott, and I want to talk to you about tribes, and in particular, how we join them. I use the term tribes to describe strongly trust-bonded social structures, and that might sound a little convoluted, and you're probably right, because I've only started using that term in the last four or five months. Prior to that, I talked about individuals and communities and organisations. That was, if you like, my taxonomy. But I realised there was something of a gap. There was something of a challenge in my own understanding. And part of working out loud, the process of sharing and evolving your work, is that it's okay sometimes to step back and say, was I right in that thing that I've always thought? And sometimes, if you're lucky, and I feel lucky in this context, I've found a new taxonomy. And is it right? Well, I don't think it is right necessarily, but it might be slightly less wrong than the taxonomy I had before. So now I tend to think about individuals joining tribes, strong trust-bonded structures coming together very closely. And we only join a certain number of those. We don't have a limitless capacity to join ever more new tribes because it takes time and certain circumstances to build trust. And of those tribes, they come together in different communities. Some members of lots of different tribes come together in communities. And they may be new trust-bonded structures. Those communities may have a lot of trust within them, but may not be universally shared. And organisations have may, may have lots of trust, but that trust may not again flow equally. Indeed, I'd often say trust isn't like the tide. It doesn't rise and fall uniformly. It tends to cluster. And I think the space it clusters in is that tribal space. Now, what does that mean? How do we join a tribe? Well, that's a really rather interesting area, and I can only share the way people describe joining it. So typically, we start in a near group space. We don't walk straight into a group and have a strong bond of trust. We typically start near it. So we join a new team or a new organisation. We're in the same space. We start to share the same reality. But I'm immediately conscious of the fact that I'm outside. You're there, all of you, in the tribe, and I'm on the edge of it. So you're tolerating me, you may be very polite to me, you may be are even helping me, but none of that automatically means I'm a member of the tribe. But gradually, I learn the rituals, I learn the kind of language that's used. Do you all swear? Do you all tidy away your coffee cups? Do you share values? Do you share purpose? Do you share common areas of dissent that bring you together in opposition? As we understand those forces, some interesting things happen. The first is that I start to cement some individual relationships. And those individual relationships may bring me further into the tribe. But ultimately, there's a notion that to belong to the tribe will require some conformity. I have to conform to the expectations of the tribe. Tribes are generally quite intolerant of radical difference. So conformity in itself isn't a bad thing. But there's something interesting that goes alongside it. As we conform, we can lose something of our permission to dissent. So if we're in the tribe, to dissent may invoke strong social consequence, not the formal consequence of breaking the law or breaking a rule, but the social consequence whereby you may choose to exclude me again from the tribe. So that's the interesting dynamic. To join requires some kind of conformity to the group norm. And with that membership comes the need to conform, 
not to express dissent. Well, where do we see that in practice? Well, possibly whistleblowing is an example of that, especially in healthcare. We see a lot of good people who collectively want to do great stuff. But when people report malpractice, in some ways they're seen to betray the tribe. In some ways they can be excluded or penalised for that very act of doing the thing which probably all of us individually want. We want there to be the best medical practice possible. And yet the person who is the whistleblower is often excluded from the tribe. So our cost of expressing dissent is exclusion. And exclusion is something we feel very strongly. We like to be connected in tribes. We have a deep-seated belief that we should be together. So the cost of exclusion may be too high and we simply never express dissent. Now when I talk about tribes, these are abstractions. It's not that we're all wearing the same kit, that we're wearing a badge that brings us together. In fact, we're probably members of many different tribes. The thing that I find valuable is to consider that not all membership is equal. We're not equally members of an organisation or equally members of a community. There's probably some kind of taxonomy. And it's okay if you don't agree with mine, but perhaps think about what yours would look like. When you go to a new organisation or a new context, what is that social group that you join? And how does that social group relate to larger communities and in turn into the organisation itself?